0: Hello everybody and welcome to Generally Casual. This is Michael. Stop it. Be and, louder. And that's Richard. <laughs> today uh, we're having a nice calm casual podcast today. No it's, it's
1: very stressful Yeah, and not angry See, but I'm, serene. I'm
0: bringing in the vibes. Richard's bringing in the stress.
1: Dressful, but serene. It's just vibing. That, just be vibing, that, those, those two things those yeah. work together.
0: Anyways, this is the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. I'm your co-host, Michael, and joined with me today is Richard. He's also the co-host of the show. Just something.
1: <laughs> I'm something.
0: Yeah. Um. Today, today, the reason why we're vibing... Today, Michael's the re- vibing. The, re- the reason why I'm vibing... <laughs> I got it's, my vibes yesterday. It's because we're talking about parks today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a nice light talk about parks because I know when Corey comes back from the uh, the Australias. Um, <laughs> multiple. The, yeah. Multiple. Multiple Australia. Australias. Well, he might be in different dimensions. Who knows? Maybe he met Dr. Strange on the <laughs> sure. way. Uh, I know he'll want to talk about it
1: because Corey also likes parks and hiking as well. And he's about to start a new job within the parks department. As? As a... Park department. No. <laughs> as a park services attendant yeah. at one of one of our lovely parks that I also work for. So, so that's that's one of the reasons why we want to talk about it, especially because as kind of a personal thing, um the day before this recording, mm-hmm. I went out to 3 of Santa Clara County's lovely parks um because I work for them, but also because we did this extravaganza thing where a bunch of people got together and then uh we brought along some uh developers mm-hmm. who are gonna work with the county hopefully on some projects and things and we showed them a bunch of different sites within within three of these parks
0: so they're gonna because you're so important they're gonna sculpt your face into every park right
1: no i <laughs> they actually i was kind of aside. For this whole thing, but I'm apparently going to be part of this project as well, so it's going to be kind of nice.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's like your first big project with your new job, right? Uh,
1: second big project. Second big project. Your
0: first big project was getting hired.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're also working on a new reservation system as well that I'm okay. So, Richard, describe what the parks department does. So, uh, as far as the county parks department, but most of the different parks departments are along the same lines, just different scope. Uh, cause there's a couple different levels. So I'll go over that stuff first. There's the national level, which probably a lot more people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, that involves parks like Yosemite, um, national park or Yellowstone parks or that are like funded that. federally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And those obviously are usually massive parks. Um, and there are a lot of preservation, things like that. But, uh, then you kind of bump down to state park, uh, then there's County park mm. and then there's city park. um, I'm at the county level. Um, We have a very wide range of different styles of parks. um, From a smaller park, like uh, there's a park called Marshall Cottle Park, which is like farmland. Mm -hmm. um, And there's like historic houses and other things like that, which you'll see more in like city parks. Yeah. Um, And then there's massive, huge parks as well, like Mount Madonna, which are like camping and In park and u- day use, which a lot more people are more familiar with, like the national level is like massive parks. And this is not the same thing as campsites. Well, th- those there are parks, parks that you that can have camp campsites but not the same there. as
0: campsites, which are usually run a little more privatized.
1: Yeah, so and that's the thing the campsites at like my parks mm-hmm. um are usually a set area where you can set up a tent, you can have. Uh, up to eight people at these sites Um, and then there's a fire pit usually and then there's also like a food storage area. Yeah. Um, And they're all labeled and everything like that at each of these parks. Um, But the whole point is you bring your stuff to this area and you have it for however long you reserved it for. But the best part about the camping through uh, government park is that it's generally a lot cheaper. Yeah. um, And a more straightforward experience by comparison to like a privatized camping yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Privatized camping is nothing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Usually that's like lamping where it's like a hundred to three hundred dollars a night mm-hmm. or things like that. And you get the extra special amenities and whatever. Yeah. But um yeah. And then there's just activities for everybody to do as well. There's historic sites, there's a bunch of other stuff. Um but at the lower levels, below the county level, the city also has some small parks where lot more people are more familiar with like neighborhood parks yeah um usually has a playground and a lot of grass yeah exactly and there's some of those throughout the county so before i got hired with the parks i was very surprised to learn number one that there are a lot more parks at a lot of different levels than i was expecting um for one i was expecting some of the the parks and stuff that i know in the area i thought were city parks or i thought they were state parks yeah but the county actually, specifically Santa Clara, actually bought a whole bunch of park land since the nineteen twenties. Yeah, um, that's really that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, as an example, Santa Clara County actually has twenty eight parks Whew. within the county. Um, and you're talking ranging all the way, um, closer to like lower San Francisco area, all the way down to. That's why Bay Area park parks look so like nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very actually very true. <laughs> Um, but so uh, to go even further into this, there's actually a lot of different logistical things associated with parks. Um, there are park rangers. Um, there's obviously where I work, which is like administration staff, um, which includes a lot of different elements. And the parks are a lot more complicated than the show Parks and Rec mm-hmm. would make you believe. <laughs> um, and technically, the Parks and Rec show, I believe, was also a county level because mm-hmm. um, I think it was like. Yeah, in the beginning it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's a lot of different elements to it.
0: Well, and on top of that, I mean, you talk about all the jobs in a park. I mean, you're you talk about you're also dealing with the state if they have any park rangers going through mm-hmm. them. And we have a we have a a park called Amadon Lake Park, which is which a city has park. state rangers. Uh, it's a city park, park. ranger. Yeah, park rangers walking through it yeah. because they're stationed there, mostly because it's a reservoir connected to it. Yes, and- um.
1: And there's also a water authority associated with Mm -hmm. a lot of different areas that the main thing that is kind of special about parks uh, is that you will not only have to deal with parks departments, but you'll end up having to deal with a couple different other entities as well. So exciting. (laughs) (laughs) As an example, (laughs) because we actually talked about this yesterday, is some of the land within California is actually not... Um, run by the county or the state. It's run by something called an open space authority. Yeah. And Valley Transit Authority? <laughs> more or less. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole purpose of this entity is basically they're there to basically protect and preserve that land. Like that's their that's mission really cool. statement. Yeah. Um, versus the like ours, the county is basically like we want to preserve this land, but we also want people to use it. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh,
0: parks are just reserved land for people use. Yeah. But they're reserved in a way that the state or whatever organization is trying to run it is saying, Hey, we're going to upkeep this land, but it's not theoretically going to be in its natural state constantly. It's going to be in a, uh, trimmed up and proper like park for it to be like, You can go to nature, but in a very contained way.
1: Well, and there's a lot of different ways to to be able to do that, which we're not going to cover all of that. But um, as an example, um, within the county, they have, um, in certain parks, they have grazing by cows and pigs that go through. Sometimes people. Sure. uh, (laughs) They work with other companies that are local to then have the livestock be brought in. And that way it's a natural form of grazing to keep the land Mm -hmm. number one more fire safe um and number two it actually helps things grow because it's naturally it's um, also feeding the animals and you're not just dumping pounds of like dead grass all over it exactly um and then there's obviously uh maintenance teams and things like that within all of these different entities Mm -hmm. that also do forest cleanup and other things like that um one of the more surprising things that i found out about was um as part of these projects, um, they look at all the different elements um, of that cleanup required. Mm-hmm. They have teams of people that are set aside to be like, hey, in order to make use of this area of the park, we need to get rid of all of this, this dead foliage and things like that. So that way that'll be cleaned up and that way it doesn't catch fire as easily mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. important. Um, and then we also, they also uh, work with uh, n- uh, natural resource management yeah. um, divisions that basically say, okay, can we take these trees and put them elsewhere? Take or, these
0: trees and put them over there? Yeah. Or
1: <laughs> do we have to get rid of them? Yeah. So the the, the cool thing about that is is they explore those options to be able to get them taken care of, as opposed to just saying, we got to just cut everything down and we're going to just destroy all this.
0: Now you don't know, but our next podcast is going to be about forest fire conspiracies in California. <laughs> and they're Smoking all going to the
1: bears. Ter- no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spooky the mayor has been really trying to secretly tell us to start forest fires <laughs> all over the place. Uh, but a lot of, a lot, a lot of that, uh, I don't know if you want to jump into it now, but or if there's more that you want to talk about with uh, parks. No, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, speaking of fires, there's a lot of different policies, and actually, Richard brought up a quote before we started. Uh, that's a a much better sounding quote than the actual policy is. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start with a quote first, and then we'll get into what the the actual policy out there is.
1: So from what I was doing research, the one that we use within our department is called "Take Only Pictures, Leave Only Footprints." Mm-hmm. Um. I was kind of doing a little bit of research on it. I guess it's also quoted as take only memories, leave only footprints. Um, because steal people's memories. Well, I mean, harvest them at night. <laughs> I guess the original quote was from a Native American mm-hmm. who, yeah, yeah pic- uh, pictures. I mean, it, it's an
0: example of a Native American style of how to treat nature. Exactly. Is- which is also weird because the picture thing,
1: but I well, guess that's, that's why, why it's memories. memories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the quote originally, I think, was from a speech that involved the memories as opposed to the picture. Yeah, which is, is which is remember
0: your time in nature. Don't take it with you. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, which and, then follows into what the national level, which is leave no trace. Yeah, leave no trace behind.
0: And so the policy of leave no trace behind is to make sure that. Whenever you go use a anywhere in nature, it could be a reserve campsite, it could be not, not a reserve campsite, it could be when you're hiking, it could be anything. Um, whenever you are in nature, make it as though you were never there. And the policy for that is if you make a fire, you must sufficiently get rid of it and deassemble it. It is not like the normal process for doing fire pit. Is you grab a bunch of rocks, you put them in a circle, dig a little hole, and then you build the fire inside of that. Uh, the rocks help uh, keep um, little ashes that are shooting out. It also helps uh, contain the fire itself by setting up a barrier for other people. Uh, so nobody's, like, stomping their way through crazily. Um, and it denotes that something was there. So whenever you disassemble the fire pit, you're going to take those rocks and toss them you know, back into the forest and then sweep uh or not sweep but like get rid of the burnt ashes and make it as though you never existed and take all your trash with you put it in little baggies and make sure you're not um basically making sure that you keep nature the way it is
1: yeah and as as part of that for one if you go into any of these it's uh, also a scout thing as yeah if you go into any of these parks Make sure you know what the the policies are before you go there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for camping, as an example in the county parks, you're not allowed to have fire anywhere other than in a fire pit that's already there. Yeah. Um, that's the
0: same with a lot of beaches in California as well.
1: Yeah. Um and then um I had another thing about it, but well I, I can I can leap into that in yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh there's this whole Thing
0: with hiking trails across California, especially because we have a massive state park in the center of California, right? Um, they have policies about animals and pets that mm-hmm. you can bring. And there are a ton of hiking trails that are no dogs allowed because uh, they're also the same trails that it says you can only stay on the hiking trail.
1: I actually have a story about that. Oh, Excellent. Uh, So there's actually a specific trail. um, I believe it's called like the Bay Area something trail. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of it is it's a massive 500-mile trail that interconnects between multiple parks, not only county but state and uh, I believe national as well. Um, And it basically is a huge circle around the Bay Area. On that exact front, Michael – there are parts of that trail where you can walk a dog, and then you can get to a point in, in the trail where no dogs are allowed anymore because you've crossed over into the state park. Which yeah. the state, most of the state parks don't allow dogs mm-hmm. on their trails. Um, and so then you could basically skip that, come back around, get into an area where dogs are allowed again, <laughs> and then come back around. So um, yeah, it, make sure that you're you're paying attention. There's usually signs everywhere yeah. for a lot of that stuff um and obviously as part of the leave no trace cleanup after your dog
0: <laughs> yeah well, and that's the thing is that the reason and i know it's very frustrating right where you're like well i just want to walk my dog why can't i do it here like what's what's the problem with with
1: it is
0: the fact that on the general the people who run state parks have a low distress of humans oh and it's
1: not even that they're actually just not as well staffed as certain oh. levels of parks okay uh, uh, state state parks. As you get to certain levels within the parks uh, departments, as we've already gone over, they just they have massive land mm-hmm. and not, not as enough, much money,
0: yeah. not enough people to walk it. Yeah, and so that's the thing is that the park ranger's job, as well, is to pick up after other people who are there. But they're not custodians. They're not you know they're not the trash cleaners of the parks. And on general they need to make sure that you as the average consumer of this land is going to treat it the way it's supposed to be treated. So either they have enough people out there patrolling the area to make sure it's cupped up or they have to enact these policies. So that way they know that you won't, that the average person is not going to misuse the land. And if you can't trust you know your neighbors uh, walking their dog down the street and just pooping on your lawn not picking it up and not talking about the people i'm talking about the dogs oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then obviously we can't trust people walking through the state parks or the national parks and doing the same
1: well and and at the county and city level there are actually policies in place the, the one obviously i'm more familiar with the, is the county but there are actually reservable day use spots like picnic areas and other things like that that mm. people will reserve or birthday parties, or other events within the, the county parks. And then they don't realize that the our maintenance workers don't clean up everything. Yeah, They're not supposed to. You're supposed to clean up after yourself. And if you don't, and then we have to have our people come in, guess what? We then charge you <laughs> for our workers to come yeah. and clean up after you. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a couple of people who get surprised because as I bang everything, I'm so angry. Um, Richard's talking with his hands and, <laughs> and hitting the mics and the cups and everything I, in the I'm, area. I'm all sorts of, it's a, it's a vibe for you me today. Yeah,
0: you don't know there's dominoes all around him. And, and <laughs> if he puts his hand just one inch to the left, he can just knock them all over.
1: And you are the t- loudest dominoes in existence. <laughs> yeah. um, the, so our, our fee for, for our maintenance workers is, is $80 an hour per person. And uh, I, it's kind of funny, but like literally, we've we've had plenty of people who've just have messed up and left their site completely a disaster, and then they're surprised when they get yeah. a hundred and sixty dollar plus bill sent to them. This is this was uh, obsessed me, right? Like when you watch
0: uh, what like cops? When you watch like uh, the the show about like the guy, the the women and men who give out tickets, right? Where they're, like, oh, walking okay. around, and they walk around down streets, and they, yeah, yeah. like, hand out parking tickets for yeah. people. And then those people get mad going, what? I was only here for, like, ten minutes. And, like, those same people are going to argue, right? Oh, yeah. And the park's going, oh, it was just, a, it was just like, a snack wrapper. Like, well, why'd you charge me, like, 30, 40, 80 bucks for this? It's like, because if you and every other person who used this area left one snack wrapper, it would be a mess. Yep. I mean, that that, and that's, like, I could go on and on about it. <laughs> but, like... Uh, coming up through scouting and learning to appreciate the nature around me, like even <laughs> to use the, the toilet humor, a little, but even peeing out in nature, is not great for the environment. No, because it kills whatever you like, whatever you pee on is going to die. That ammonia. Yes. Will. The ammonia will. will kill it. And animals have been around nature and like they, they can do all the other all nonsense in nature because it's not an overabundance in areas. But humans will let go five feet off the
1: off the land and they go, I shall be here. And if everybody did that, it'd be a problem. Well, I mean, we've already seen it actually during, during COVID literally in some of the most touristy areas, because there were no tourists. You saw a very clear environmental change in those mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. Animals came back to those areas on certain beach resorts. All of a sudden dolphins were in those areas again, everything like that, because there was no one. Yeah. And it just shows like how much a year can impact. So, when when you go
0: out and you go use any form of nature really take the time to think because if you if you take the like the cart policy when people go to Safeway I don't know I'm all about stories that aren't park uh, or like land associated but like if you're the one person who doesn't put your cart away right everybody else is going to do the same thing they're like oh well this monster left a cart out I'll do the same thing and if you're at a camping site and you just see like a pre-made fire pit that's obviously not made by the people who run the park area, and it still has like half charred pieces of wood in there. Well, you're gonna assume I can do the same thing. Nope. and it's all about being better than the people who came before you, which is really why I like the leave memories or have only memories, take only memories, take only memories, leave, leave, leave only, only footprints. footprints, and leave no trace because you want nature to be the same when you come back to it a year or ten years from now, and make sure that other monster humans out there are not misusing the land. It's really important that we keep this up for future generations, which is why parks came into existence in the first place. This is very true. Uh, America, ha- America has weathered, you know, whether the policy behind it was a good thing or a bad thing. The policy of having national parks was first in America because we had people here who were like, we want to preserve this land for the future. And, it and there are
1: very good spokespeople for, for that. I mean, I mean, John Muir was yeah, one. Yeah, John Muir was definitely one. And there was like a, a bunch of photographers and other things like that who have taken great pictures and, and follow those type of things. What I was going to say is, is, as we kind of uh, kind of wrap up this conversation, even though we've been a little bit hard about the <laughs> that message <laughs> and everything like that, I strongly encourage everybody... To go out to a park, uh, there, just from me visiting three of them yesterday, um, and I'd only previously been, I think, to one of them a long time ago. Mm. There, there's some land and stuff like that that people may not understand that is originally, or that wasn't originally part of a park mm-hmm. system and now is, and you can see a dynamic shift in in the environments of those areas. Um, as an example for me um we went to uh stevens creek harvey bear uh ranch park um it's kind of south of where we live and all along the basically all all along highway 101 on either side of the road that's all technically part of the park (laughs) and there's cows out, Mm -hmm. out there and things like that there's a bunch of different and it's just wide open space it's really really pretty And you don't really notice it until you actually drive into the the park and you're like, oh, all of this is park? Wow, that's crazy. And
0: internationally, there's a lot of protected places. um, And it is very apparent whether a country will have policies and laws in place to protect this area, or you can see it starting to decay because they haven't enacted those policies to be able to protect. I mean, that's why there's like villages in japan that are just or islands in japan that are overrun by certain animals not because that was a good thing probably because a species got introduced that shouldn't, shouldn't have been, have been there. there but then they were like oh well this is a wonderful place let let's now preserve it like uh um i think it's oh, i can't remember the japanese word for deer but it's like ina nana it starts with an end. Uh, but like, there's an entire village that's just full of deer because they're like, hey, this is a place that we're not going to touch. It's just going to be a happy deer area for tourists. And that would not work here. No. But <laughs> places like that are really important because it, it goes, hey, we want to make sure that this place is protected for the future so everybody gets to experience this. Uh, there's places in England that are the exact same oh, way. Yeah. Large swaths of land that are just like, oh, this is... This is This is the marshlands. It will be protected forever. And there's places like that in California as well. There's like acres upon acres of marshland. Actually, I don't know why there's so much marshland that's protected in in California. But it's for certain species of critters that they're just like, we want to make sure that they're protected and they get to enjoy the same environment they've had this entire time. And not have it just be cities and towns and people all over the place.
1: Yeah, so my recommendation for um, all of our listeners is um, if you're in America, uh, look at the different levels and go to your uh, city, county, state, or national level website first, Mm -hmm. because all of them will have a link to a Parks and Recreation, and then you can see what is around you that you didn't know about.
0: Uh, Speaking of, in California, if you're a California resident, there is the... um, Oh uh, hold on, I got I got to double check it. It's called the Golden Poppy Vehicle Annual Pass. Uh, they also have a bunch of different annual passes ranging from like twenty five to two hundred dollars, um, uh, hundred ninety five dollars. But all of them are annual passes, so they'll last a full year, twelve months from when you purchase it. And honestly, thinking about two hundred bucks for a full year, if you are an act like if, you, if you're active for sure, yeah, if you're active, and you want to go out to these places, it's well worth it. Uh, if you're if, also a na- notch
1: yeah, state parks. Uh, in terms of California and the county parks, they're the same parking uh, fees. It's yep. just six dollars. Yep. So, hey, it's
0: pretty. Ch- it's pretty cheap. Yeah, and that's that's for vehicle use. If you yeah. park away from the park and for some reason want to walk, walk many miles, you, you it's, free. Yeah, it's free. It's <laughs> free to walk in. Um, and then there's also uh, this has actually been going for a really long time called America the Beautiful Pass, which is an eighty dollar annual pass to use all the national parks and federal recreational lands across the nation. So as long as you've got that pass, you can go use national parks for
1: free. Well, for $80. Yeah, you can get into them.
0: <laughs> and if you're 65 years older and listening to our podcast, hello! Also, there's the lifetime pass that you can get.
1: <laughs> also for $80. Also for $80. That's that's for the national level. There, uh, Certain other levels, uh, I believe, may depending on what state you're in, they may still offer lifetime senior passes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got a park that's nearby
0: or you would really love for other people to find out, please let us know at generally at gmail.com. Yep. That's At, our email. at, 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 uh, you can find us at any social media under the same name, generally casual. And we would always like you to uh, reach out and just let us know how you're liking the podcast. Um, and, Share it with others and please review us on any podcasting platforms uh, you want to know. We're currently working on still getting our TikTok uh, up and running, uh, which is probably going to be a forever thing because none of us are very social media. We use social media, but we are not. We are not very social media heavy. Yeah, we're not very social media. Uh, We do not post content on social media a lot. Whatever's convenient as we are generally casual. Yes, we are generally casual in life as well. Uh, This this is not just a podcast. This is our motto for life. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.